Assalamu alaikum brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Big Muslim Family Podcast. I'm your host, Brother Mark Adam, and this is the podcast where we talk to Muslim brothers and sisters from around the world and get them to share with us their unique perspectives of growing up in their country. Also, we cover other inspirational Muslim stories such as reverts making their way back to Islam and migrants who left their home country seeking a better life. Thank you for joining us and don't forget to connect with us on our social channels. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to another episode of the Big Muslim Family Podcast. I'm your host, Brother Mark Adam, and I hope that wherever you are in the world, you are healthy and safe, inshallah. If you are new to the show, I would like to personally welcome you and thank you for being here. And we hope that you enjoy the content. In this week's episode, I speak with Brother Sofian from Sydney, Australia. Brother Sofian was born and bred in Australia and after his parents migrated out from Singapore. Recently, he left his accounting job of four years to pursue a dream of running his own business. He has now started his own hijab business he calls Surya Scarves. I met Brother Sofian during my time in national service in Singapore, which was over 10 years ago. We both stood out because of our Australian accents. But Alhamdulillah, we have still managed to keep in touch after all these years. I really enjoyed recording this episode and I hope you that you enjoy listening to it. So if you've ever wondered what it's like to be a Muslim in Sydney, Australia, this is the podcast to find out. Assalamu alaikum everyone. Welcome to the show. I have a special brother here who's I've known for a while. He lives in Sydney, Australia. Some would say it's the better part of Australia, but he's here with me on the line. Brother Sufyan, assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the show. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you for having me. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Thank you for joining. Inshallah, this will be a, a great podcast and we'll find out more about how you live Islam in, in your part of the world. So tell us, how did it come to the, the country? Islam in Australia started with the trading industry. It all started from the, yeah, funny enough, me being a Malay myself, and this was an interesting fact that I actually just found out. It was the trade between Indonesians and the back then was the aboriginals and this oh. is prior to the i guess the european colonization of australia but yeah it was it started all off with the trading between the and the fishermen as well of indonesia and the northern territory of australia right. and that's when i guess the first contact with muslims ever occurred in australia Wow, that's amazing. So, yeah, I think I remember reading this story when I was uh, when I was uh, when I was living there in Australia that you know, the first foreigners or people to to come onto Australia were actually from Indonesia. So, so it could have been actually we'd you'd all be speaking Bahasa there in, in Australia. <laughs> yeah, it could have been, it could have been. Well, apparently it was it was early as I mean, the historians have some have put it up until the 1700s, yeah. but the one, the earliest that was, I mean, that said was 1500s, um, which is quite a while ago. I mean, if you yeah. think of it, yeah. Islam yeah. has always been there since Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. I guess it's spread across the world. 
That's right. And so in Sydney, where you live, can you tell us about the, the makeup of the, the Muslim communities there? Oh, yeah. So one thing about Australia, which is very, very unique compared to the rest of the world, we're very, very multicultural, meaning we got people pretty much everywhere across the world and there are little suburbs with little different communities. For example, we've got the Lebanese, the Turkish, the Malaysians, the Indonesians. Oh, you've got the Pakistanis as well as the Indians. And it's the way... Little, there's different little suburbs spread out across Sydney that actually have kind of your own little community, you know. It's a great thing. For example, I know for a fact if I want Lebanese food, I'll go, I'll go down the road because <laughs> I know my area is full of Lebanese food, right. alhamdulillah. And there, there, was, there was actually, I only figured out last, two weeks ago, me and my friend, we went to a, we, we were, we heard about this famous Tosse place. Okay. And... When we got to the place, um, the place, for those interested, is, is Harris Park in Sydney. The whole strip is actually like Little India. <laughs> and I've never been there before. I've actually never been there before. And the food was amazing. It was really authentic. Uh-huh. But it was just something new that I found. And I guess you had this all spread off, uh, spread out across Sydney. Yeah, so there's quite, a, there's quite a, a wide variety of Muslims here in Sydney. Yeah, I think they mainly came over for what is migrated out for work or I mm-hmm. guess from from their countries a better life. Uh, yeah, and and what you're saying is that they yeah they have the the little suburbs or streets that are just uh, you know the, particularly that ethnic group. Yeah, well. yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, brother, you've been in uh, Australia for all your life, growing up. Yes. So. And so what is it like growing up as a, as a Muslim in your community? Growing up in my community, oh, alhamdulillah, when I was, I guess, growing up, I was actually always surrounded by Muslims, they say. I guess a bit of background story about my parents would say when they came, they started living in Melbourne first and then moved to Sydney. And then from there, it's, it's just about finding your own, when you're making friends, you eventually kind of find out who their other friends are, especially comes from a different country. And, you know, Muslims and I guess Malays in general are very hospitable. And we always like to, I guess, introduce one Malay to another, for example. But right. that's also a core thing about Islam. My parents went to the mosque one day and I guess that's where they kind of found their community. So, alhamdulillah, growing up in Australia, however, primary school and high school. So, my my area, my community, I guess, is actually filled with a lot of Lebanese. Okay. So, alhamdulillah, that's where I kind of built the bridge with them, being the Muslim. Yeah. I have to say, though, however, being a Singapore, I, I was pretty much the only Singaporean Malay right. that was around town in, in my area. I mean, I wasn't so much of a majority, uh, minority, but... I guess being Muslim, a minority one, in a minority, you were a minority yeah. in a minority. Exactly. Yes, correct. But the best thing about it was, I mean, especially in high school, this is what I realized, which was, I'm a Muslim. That connects me with, say, the Lebanese community. You know, yeah. I'm an Asian. That connected me with the Chinese community. Right, right. So I was actually kind of, I was blending in with all the races, and I guess I never really felt like I was a minority because i felt like i was i always had people around me alhamdulillah 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 that's why i wanted to ask you is that you know you you and i have different 
kind of experiences of being Muslim in, in Australia. Because when I mm-hmm. grew up, in, when I, I moved over there in primary five, so when right. I moved over, where I moved was in the country, a place called Orange. And, um, oh, right. You're from Orange. Yeah. So, <laughs> Whoopu, Whoopu, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> country bumpkin. So yeah. they didn't, I mean, I was the only, I wouldn't say Asian, but brown Asian for, oh, wow. for a while. And then there was another Filipino guy in high school, yeah. some Chinese, uh, Korean, but we were just like a handful. Really, not many of you out yeah. in Orange, and yeah. I was the only Muslim that I knew growing up. So I was definitely a different experience. Yeah, but but enough about me. So where you are is there is I guess halal groceries are easy to get. Yeah, look compared compared to ten years ago, where it was you had to go and look for it. Now it kind of looks for you. They say, given the rising population in of Muslims in Australia in general, halal food is so easy to find. I mean, there's almost, I like to talk about the halal snack pack that kind of went around, you know, it it blew up and literally there's a kebab store on every corner in every suburb and people go out to find them. But alhamdulillah, like groceries wise, in our supermarkets now, it probably was only introduced the last, not, not long ago, but probably five, six years ago, they started to introduce halal meats, certain sections, halal meats in Woolworths and Coles. So alhamdulillah, that was a change and I was quite happy about that. So I didn't have to go to a certain place. But usually, I mean, in those little communities, there's always a halal butcher and it's very easy now, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. I, was, I had a friend, he's a non-Muslim, but he used to work at Woolworths as a, a butcher. And he'd know, and, and the thing was is that he, actually the meat that they would get Sometimes it was marked halal, uh, but he didn't know about it. And, you know, but they're like, because they weren't trained in, in, in halal, like taking care of it. And so, so they were cutting it on the board, the same board as, <laughs> as other meats and things like that. But this is, I mean, they weren't advertising it as uh, halal. But, but if I remember way back when, if you, if you talked to the butchers at, at Woolworths, they could organize, yep. organize it for you. But that was way back when. And so, like, would you say, but growing up as a, as a minority, as a Muslim, I mean, there's a lot of talk whenever we, we, we look at Australia, even though it's a multicultural place, they always feel like there's some racism going on. There's some hostility uh, towards mm. Muslims. Do you ever experience that when you're, when you're growing up? Me personally, no. I think, I guess maybe because the boys I always hung out with, I mean, we were all Muslim anyway. So I never felt that racism towards myself. However, sometimes I do look on the news and I hear about uh, an unfortunate event where, you know, a lady that was wearing a hijab was, you know, was was threatened to say. And that that's kind of hurtful. But I guess, alhamdulillah, on, on my side of town, I've never actually experienced any racism or Islamophobia. And I guess the biggest thing for myself, which I learnt, I only learnt this about myself probably in the last four years when I was working in the office, not a lot of people, uh, I have friends that have actually never met Muslims before and I've been the first Muslim that they meet. And then, oh, and obviously sometimes they, they don't know that I'm a Muslim until I tell them, hey, look, um, I just got to go and pray. I'll catch you in about 10 minutes. So when I come back, 
it opens up a big conversation about, oh, hey, uh, so are you a Muslim? I'm like, yeah, and that's my opportunity to give that one. So alhamdulillah, I guess that was a that's an eye-opening thing for me. That's what, what I wanted to ask you is that, you know, are you, I mean, how is it with the prayer situation? Has there been, you know, I, I think Australia does does respect religion and the right to practice religion, but how is it practiced in the workplace? Is it allowed or? Yeah, alhamdulillah, look, even oh, my old office, we actually had a dedicated prayer room. And the best thing was there was even a wudu facility. Wow. So, okay. alhamdulillah. <laughs> no well, feet I mean, in the sink. <laughs> yeah, no feet in the sink, I think, for that. <laughs> alhamdulillah. But yeah, look, I think it's it's just about communication to your managers and to your boss, right? I mean, you don't want to be the guy that takes takes a break for Zuhur and then spend the whole hour reading Quran as well, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we also have to be fair to our workplace. But yeah, look, alhamdulillah, like I was able to still pray at my workplace and it's just about mutual respect and communication. So alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. The only thing I would say though, in so in our Sydney CBD, there is, there's actually a musalla within the Sydney CBD that you can find. But I would really sometimes like to see a mosque and I, I believe that the community has been working towards it. Yeah, but I mean, it's a big project, so shot long one day. So yeah, that that I mean, I, okay, I didn't realize. Yeah, there isn't. There's more masjids in the in the suburbs, I'd say, but in the CBD, there's not. So it'd be very hard for you to get to Friday, let's say Friday prayers. Friday prayers, yeah, Friday prayers. Alhamdulillah, like so, we have the musalla. It's it's so it's a, it's a building that I guess the the brothers have rented out and. I, I guess it's a place where we can hold our Friday prayers. In Sydney CBD itself, there's about three locations. Yeah, three locations. And what we typically do is there's two two or three sessions sometimes. So everyone can for, for, to accommodate for people's lunch breaks and whatnot. Yeah. So alhamdulillah, like it's 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 quite it's more convenient than than you think, I guess. That's very interesting. I didn't know that they they had those those places in Sydney. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I always wish for a place like Masjid Al Falah. You know, very yeah. nice, very <laughs> and it's an actual mosque. Yeah, but yeah. Love, at least we get to practice, you know, our Jumaah. Yeah. So, Brother Sophia is saying the Masjid here in Singapore. He's referring to Al Falah is uh, right in Orchard Road, which is a busy shopping mm-hmm. district here in in Singapore. So if you're here and you're probably going shopping down there, there's a, there's a masjid right there for you. You know, the best thing about that mosque is, I don't know if you noticed, but how, how busy is Orchard Road? Yet yeah. when you step into Masjid Al-Fala, it's so calm, man. It's so calm. <laughs> so I love that. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. And, and so are sisters allowed to wear hijab in the workplace and at school? Yes, they are. Yes, I believe, like, what's it called? I, I've seen quite a few sisters in uh, my old office. And, like, yeah, it's free and easy. I, I think the, the good thing about Australians is we push for respect of any religion and any race. And alhamdulillah, in school as well, you do see everyone wearing hijab, and, and it's a choice at the end of the day. Wow, alhamdulillah, that's amazing. Because I know, you know, here in Singapore, we don't have that option as well. Oh, really? For the sisters, yeah. So in high school you can't in high school they can't wear hijab. They can't wear hijab. <clears throat> oh what? Yeah, because of religious attire. 
especially in the government schools, you're not allowed to. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, well. May Allah make it easy for the sisters. Mm, I mean, I mean. And uh, yeah, so things like even there's been issues about frontline staff wearing hijab. Yeah, I've heard about this for the nurses, isn't it? Yeah, yeah nurses. You know, if even I must say, not even front line, but also front desk. Okay. Yeah, so you can wear hijab, but you have to work in the back. Which I mean, I mean, they say it's it's difficult to change, but yes. you know, by talking to all these people from around the world, you know, they they are able to bring it into society. So I don't see why we can't either. Why not? Yeah. Inshallah. Inshallah, one day, may Allah make it easy for you. I mean, I mean. Okay, so can I ask you, yeah, there's very interesting. Actually, we go back to your other point just now when you were talking about your your co-workers not being exposed to Muslims or Islam and that that thing. So I think I had a great, one of the things is that when I was in in Australia as well, I was probably the first Muslim that people people knew where I was. I would give... (laughs) I would, you know, in, in social studies, yeah, they yeah. have they have like the religion religions, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I would I would sometimes volunteer to tell them about <laughs> Islam, right? And so you know, and they'd be like, "Oh my God, you 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 fast all day, and then you fast all day, uh, not, you, even no, not even water, not even water." Yeah, yeah. Then you pray five times a day. Was, yeah. 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 So yeah, I think. I always say this. They always say that you know Australians are oh, they can be racist and everything. I I don't and or they don't know. But I think at the end I don't. I I see Australians generally as friendly people, really friendly, and I just feel that they they're not exposed and they they don't know, and 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 I guess you know that's the thing. If we just do our own part to be you know our own dawah and also being good people of character. Um, this will also help with the the image of, of Muslims. And just on that note as well, even if I guess someone experiences racism, it's only those. It's just a small minority of Australians that are yeah. probably like that. I mean, it doesn't represent the whole of Australia. I've got a lot of like Australian friends, Europeans, everyone. We respect one another, and that's. I mean, it doesn't say anything about the whole of Australia. Hey there, Brother Mark Adam here. I hope you're enjoying the episode. This podcast is still very new and we're looking to grow and reach out to more brothers and sisters from around the world. It would mean so much to us if you could share this podcast with just one person in your life. If not, could you leave a positive review on whatever podcast site you are listening to this on? It would really help. Jazakallah And now, back to the episode. Can you tell us what is it like for Ramadan in in your part of the world? Yeah, I personally I believe Ramadan is what you make it. Alhamdulillah, like as we know, Ramadan is a time where peace and blessings of Allah come down, and I guess it's it's really it's really how you spend your own Ramadan. I think, as you know, I mean the, the great thing here there, there's still our Tarawih prayers that we have at night. Being in Australia, alhamdulillah, the hours, 
or the last probably the last few years have been very very easy <laughs> I mean we wake up favorable um, yeah yeah very favorable I mean because Ramadan has been well, for the past few years at least Ramadan has been during the winter okay mm. so I mean wake up at say wake up from Fajr at about 4.30 5 p.m. which is when I finish work right. is already iftar is already maghrib yeah. so by the time yeah, like yeah. you know it's Alhamdulillah, when I start work, I'm yeah. just focusing on work, and then by the time I finish, it's already, it's already iftar. So it's the best. Alhamdulillah, but I think that's, I think that's a big, I guess, a big plus point. Mm-hmm. But it's how you look at it, right? Because at the end of the day, you still want to make use of the Ramadan nights. Another thing, I guess, that would be unique about Sydney, and I guess some places in the world is there's, uh, we have the Ramadan nights where there are some. Areas in Sydney where we they block right. off the road, oh, okay. and it's like the feed stalls. Yeah, oh, that's <laughs> so nice. the last few years yeah. actually in Sydney, if you ever hear in Ramadan, yeah. a, a big thing to try is uh camel burgers. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's camel burgers, man. Oh. I say it's the best thing. Everyone goes on, even the non-Muslims now. No, during Ramadan, they actually ask, "Hey, are we gonna go for camel burgers tonight?" <laughs> so camel burgers. Yeah, yeah, camel burgers. It's oh, actually really nice. Really? Yeah. I was it's, actually strong... just like, it's actually just huh? like a beef burger. <laughs> really? What is camel? Yeah, yeah. But it's <laughs> just a thing to go out for camel burgers on a oh, social aspect. That I is... think that's a big... <laughs> Wow. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Is there any other uh, types of? I guess I, I guess we could we can talk about that. But but any other things for for the night market said? If, Camel burgers. Um, ah, so there's a famous Arabian drink, I guess. Uh, it's called the Sahlab. Sahlab. It's a it's a yogurty water with a bit of cinnamon okay. and oh, rose water as well. Yeah. Okay. Sahlab. That's quite unique. Kanefe. Kanefe yeah, is yeah. another yeah. Arab sweet. Uh, those are the main things, you know. But I mean, to be honest with you, in the last the last two years, I've actually kind of pondered this over, which is. Ramadan is the month that we should be eating less. Yeah. How has, you know, how has, there's a famous brother here, uh, brother Muhammad Hoblos, if you ever hear any of his talks, okay. Lebanese brother. Yeah. I think he made a good point, like how has shaitan kind of come unto us to tell us, how has the month of fasting turned into the month of feasting? <laughs> you know, it's fun a lot. Like if we think about it, I mean, and that's, I guess, we we need to ponder over ourselves because the whole point of Ramadan is for us to worship Allah even more and to attend taqwa, inshallah. Inshallah. I mean, I mean. So I mean, the, I guess the, it is the same in in Singapore as well. We have the night yeah, markets yeah. that pop up during Ramadan. Yeah, uh, especially in the last. I think the last few nights where uh, the Gelang the Gelang Bazaar goes off. Uh, yeah. everyone shopping for clothes. <laughs> I yeah, think that's yeah. a pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, this, like anything, it's good and bad. So I guess everything in moderation. Um, yes, indeed. but I mean, the, it's also a good, you know, those night markets are also a good. What do you call it? A, a thing to reach out to to non-Muslims as well. Yeah, yeah, understand and, and get. And I think that's the important thing is that you know they, they get a chance to see what the culture's like that you know you know we're friendly you could talk to us or you know we like to uh go out and 
and you know spend time with our families or friends and things like that and, and do these things so what is Eid like in Sydney to be honest I've actually only spent Eid oh this is actually my first year of Eid in a very long time due to coronavirus I guess in Sydney so typically I'm usually in Singapore but cool. say for example Adha yep so morning we all go to the mosque uh, and go for the khutbah and the prayer. And then pretty much me and my family, personally speaking, we still keep our traditions. We're asking for forgiveness with one another. Right. And then I guess it's just also calling over friends and family, going to other people's houses to visit for it. Mm. I think it's it's pretty much the same. I, th- I think it's just the culture of going over and giving, I guess, to visit one another to keep the kinship. Right. right. To yeah. But do you go over to your like other Malay Muslims there? Pretty much, it's it's whoever like everyone will go. Hey, let's go to this guy's house, and obviously he'll he'll call us, and it's all within the community. Alhamdulillah. So it's the ones usually at the mosque in that morning that will invite people over. And for example, usually my house is either after Zuhur or after Maghrib, and then yes, uh, come over have a feed, I guess. <laughs> and, and so is there many masjids in your area? Uh, so my area actually has two masjids. Oh, sorry. Well, yeah, two masjids. My area is also filled with, we have, there's one mosque that, which is a Malay community mosque. Okay. And we also, there's another mosque just down the road. However, that's actually, it's a Shia mosque. Where a lot of my friends, my personal friends, uh, my closest friends actually, they some of them are Lebanese and Shia, and they actually go down to that mosque. Wow. Okay. Okay. Have you ever been there? You're I've so- actually never been there before. I've actually never been there before. That's- but from from what my friends tell me, you know, like yeah. sometimes they when they they are at the mosque and yeah. they see someone, for example, a tourist that wants to go and pray, and they found that mosque on Google Maps. Right. And then sometimes they feel different. And my friend looks at them and he already knows what's going yeah, on. Because yeah. from, from what I've been told, it, it is a slightly different feel, right? Oh. But yeah, because <laughs> he was looking around and I guess something felt different for him. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll have to find out what that is. Okay. So <laughs> for yourself in Sydney, do you have any favorite masjids? To be honest, my one is actually my local one because it's it's the one I'm at every single day, and that's Masjid Dawiman, right. and that's pretty much where I grew up. But there is there is one favorite masjid of mine, architecturally, which is actually in the Turkish suburb called okay. Auburn. So right. they actually have what they call the Turkish Gallipoli Mosque. Okay, yeah. and it's pretty much a mimic of the Blue Mosque in Turkey itself. Wow, it's it's, it's Absolutely stunning. Um, so that's Auburn Gallipoli Mosque. Alhamdulillah. Okay, that's uh, in Auburn. So let's get to this really frame my kind of favorite part of the uh, the podcast is to talk about the food that's available. Ah, yes, everyone's favorite. Yeah. Yes. So apart from, let's say I, I'm I'm traveling there as a tourist, as a yes. Muslim tourist. Where would yep. you? So, brother Sophia, where where are you going to take me? Well, let's go get some something to eat. <laughs> Okay, so the good thing is I actually I actually just had a friend a few months ago and I think right. I took him to the okay. right places. All right. The number one number yeah. one for me is always taking my friends from Singapore to to Auburn itself for Turkish food. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. 
So, because that I, I believe they have one of the best in Sydney. It's called New Star, New Star Kebabs. New Star uh, Kebabs. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So right. they do everything from pizzas to what they call the pide. Yeah, um, the pide. Yeah. They do grilled kebabs with uh, mixed plates. Man, you're making me right. hungry just talking brother, about brother, it. Brother, you're making me hungry. <laughs> You know, I, I, will, I will say this. I just started to interrupt, but I, I want to say this, that I've been around the world. I've eaten kebabs everywhere. The donut kebabs in Australia are the best. <laughs> I, they, they, I cannot Where's find it? any I've, Mecca. Well, the question, the question is, they say, um, have you been to Turkey? No, I haven't been to Turkey. Okay, so apparently you got to go to Turkey. I haven't been myself, but okay. from everyone that I've been told, yeah. Turkey is the place to go. You got to try that kebab and let me know how you go. All right, brother. <laughs> but but do they pair it with a side of hot chips or chicken sauce? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the combo. It is. That's it the is. combo. That hot is, yeah. chips and a Coke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've I always miss the the kebabs in Australia. When I I think when I went back there last, the first thing I was, I did was go to the uh, food court and get a kebab and hot <laughs> chips. Yeah, that's the best. <laughs> so where else are we? Where else are you? Oh, there's actually so another thing I've been on the hunt for is a good what they call falafel. So there's a restaurant here called ja- Yasmin's. Yasmin's. So it's authentic Lebanese food. Oh. That's another place where I like to bring a lot of my uh, nice. friends from abroad. And for those who don't really like, I guess, who, who want to feel a, a, like feel like Asian cuisine, there's a place here called Time for Thai. Thai food, alhamdulillah. It's the closest thing to Malay food. Because there's not really a lot of Malay uh, restaurants here. Uh, really? There's probably, the halal ones from what I know, there's probably about two, there's two or three couple of indonesian ones yeah there's a few indonesian ones but a lot of malay food like it's it's not it's not easy to find but i mean alhamdulillah my my mom cooks so yeah yeah. that's the best restaurant i can get that's true that's true okay alhamdulillah okay so let's say that i'm visiting australia for the first time what are what are some of the good places that you you take one place would have Mm. to be i guess you you got to visit the the Opera House and the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Mm. I think that's that's pretty much the number one tourist attraction for right. uh, Sydney. Followed by, I like to take my friends just to visit Bondi Beach. It's a beautiful beach, and for me, and I'm not really much of a beach person, but I actually like that there's certain areas around Bondi Beach where you can go and sit on top of the rocks, uh-huh. and oh, that's okay. the place where, where you just look at the ocean and you you realize how small we are and yeah. you appreciate all this creation you know that's a, that's a place there's a place called diamond bay not a lot of people know about this okay but it's a gem if you go there and oh, it, that's it's, why it's called diamond it's bay. Really <laughs> diamond bay yeah yeah <laughs> so it's, it's a place there? where yeah. it's just a place where it's a really nice view of the ocean and oh. there's like this it's just a secluded area where not a lot of people go oh uh, that's yeah. what I want to ask you. Where the kind of you know the, I know Bondi. I know you know you got to do the ferry on the yeah on ferry the, to Manly. The, yeah, Taronga Zoo. You got to go to the zoo as well. Yeah. yeah. So I know. Yeah. Those those are the like the kind of. But I mean, 
I, I forgot how beautiful that the Sydney Harbour is and taking the yeah. ferry out there is just amazing. So nice. Definitely. So what are the other not so touristy places that you, you, you a big thing lately I've been doing is hike hiking. So there's a there's a nice trail and it's actually the place is called the Wedding Cake Rock. So I don't know if you've heard about this, but it's a hike and it's a big rock that is literally it shows the corner square. And it's very layered, so beautifully, mashallah. But it's, yeah, it's something that you don't see every day. But a yeah. lot of people have actually tried. So they actually put fences there so you don't jump across. Yeah. Because I think there's people who've been like, because it's quite dangerous. But uh, it's just really nice to see. So the wedding cake rock is another one. I guess Sydney CBD in general. I mean, we have a nice city. I, yeah. I, I think we have a nice city. Um, mm, but yeah. it's also usually I like to take my friends to that, that mosque because it's, it's if you haven't been to Turkey it's pretty much a rep, it's a replica you know? so it's, so, it's a two in one you go to Sydney and you go to Turkey yeah you go to Turkey <laughs> that's it you get the food too <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's what i asked you the, the so for muslims muslim places to see you recommend that masjid in the, in yes 100 percent. that's 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 a must i think i believe it's a must and there's another place there's another suburb called lakemba yeah. so lakemba is pretty much the muslim central of sydney to say it's where you find if you find every type of uh culture there from Afghans to Lebanese to Indonesians. So that's like Muslim central. And there's a, there's a nice mosque there too, Masjid Al-Nur. It's, it's, it's the main mosque as well where a lot of uh, people gather. Other Muslim, I mean, now there's a lot of halal fancy places in Sydney CBD. Right. But my I think my one-time favorite fancy restaurant will always be, uh, it's a Malaysian one, Neptune's Palace. That's, it's... It's a, it's authentic Chinese. Yeah, oh, uh, it sounds Chinese, man. Yeah, Neptune's <laughs> <laughs> Palace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, used to, um, I used to work in a, a Chinese restaurant ages ago when, during university, and it was called yeah. it was called the Silver Dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very Chinese. Like you can't come up with anything better. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, you good? Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> Alhamdulillah, thank you so much. That's that's, that's some great great uh, tips there. Okay, so yeah. what what do you feel that makes uh, Islam in Australia so like unique from other countries? I would say the fact that we're multicultural. The fact that okay, when I get invited to a wedding, it's not just another Malay wedding, you know, <laughs> but it's like I could one week I'll be going to a Lebanese wedding where they bring out the big drums. Uh, another wedding where they have it's it's an indian wedding where it's completely different and i think and i think that's what makes islam kind of special to me in australia where it's it's all you get to taste different things and you get to learn about different cultures and i think alhamdulillah and thanks to you uh, on this podcast where you, we get to learn about how people live abroad and when they when they're Muslims and how they live like that. So I don't know, that's the, I think that's the best thing um, about us Muslims in Australia. And that's the unique thing that we have here. And I guess we can learn off one another. Yes, yes, inshallah. Okay, so 
What country would you like to know more about Islam in that country? Which country, sorry? So I, I was working with my manager from Netherlands. Oh, okay. I think that's that's some that's somewhere where I'd, I'd actually be interested because oh, okay. I was working with my this manager from the Netherlands for the last two years, and me and him get along very very well. Mm-hmm. And then he he'll bring up like small facts here and there about Islam, and yeah, I'll, that's that's something where that's something where I'd like to. Okay. Learn about. That's no problem. So, and, and so, what is your favorite? I guess, what's your favorite thing, like a memory uh, or thing about that you you like? To be honest, I think it's now, as I'm getting older, I'm starting to appreciate my Saturday school that I used to go to at my local masjid. And even though I like, as a as a kid, I mean, sometimes we didn't want to go, you know. But <laughs> I remember. Uh, the one thing I always remember, and now I reflect on it now, whenever I was there when we went, I always, always had fun because I always was with every all my friends. And now I guess, like I learned it, when I started to take on my Quran classes here now as an adult, I learned that every time you go on your way to learn about Islam, the angels come down and they're sitting around you and that's why there's so much barakah in the time and mm. the place that you're spending. So alhamdulillah, I think that was a big, Epiphany, I guess to say, more than a memory, where you know, as a child, in being being a kid and running around in the mosque, uh, and alhamdulillah, it was having the the environment as well, you know, with other friends and families. Yeah, that, I think that was that's that's something I I kind of miss, and something that I think, inshallah, one day I have my kids do as well. <laughs> I mean, I mean, brother, I mean, I mean. Okay, it's alhamdulillah, it's been amazing to have a chat with you today. A few things, camel burgers and a uh, little yeah. and Turk, uh, <laughs> Turkish, uh, <laughs> Turkish uh, masjids in, in the yeah. middle of Sydney. So is there anything else you'd like to say? Um, no, I just want to say to you, brother Mark, I think, alhamdulillah, thank you so much for, I guess, starting this project number one. I think it will give, may Allah make it easy for you to reach out to Muslims and non-Muslims and to educate us on how we can also come together as one. Alhamdulillah, inshallah, may Allah make it easy for you, man. I mean, I mean, thank you, thank you uh, very much for your dua, brother. I really appreciate it. Uh, and thank you so much for spending a part of your time to help uh, our listeners understand what it's like to grow up as a Muslim in Sydney, no. Australia. Not a problem, man. Assalamualaikum. Waalaikum salam Alhamdulillah, I really love talking with Brother Sufyan. Sydney is such a beautiful place and there are so many cultures there. I have been noticing that a lot of people who have come on the show have claimed that their place is multicultural. But maybe perhaps we are progressing around the world. So what do you think about that? Let us know on our Facebook or Instagram page. You can go to facebook.com forward slash big Muslim family or you can go to our Instagram account which is at big Muslim family. On the next episode we'll be speaking with brother Siawash who gave up the life of being a successful professional poker player and turned his life to the Dean. It's an amazing story so make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss out. We just want to say a big thank you for all you brothers and sisters for joining us for this episode. And inshallah, I will see you in the next episode. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.